Well, hello, everyone. Coming up on this very special episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Uh, a lot has happened at Universal Orlando since our last show, so we have to talk about what happened and what we're going to be looking forward to as the year progresses, the year of 2021, that is. So uh, from various places around our universe, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone out there. Welcome to this week's episode. Uh, I I shouldn't even say this week's episode because who knows when the next episode will actually be. Welcome to this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host today, Craig Williams, and I am joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino. Hello. And then we are also joined by... Dreams Unlimited travel agent, Elaine Edwards. Hello, Elaine. Hey, friends. Okay, we have a really great episode for you today. And I know this seems like it's out of nowhere because for the longest time now, we've been talking about Universal and saying the Universal show is temporarily not a thing. And uh, that that was the case, but somewhere in the universe... I'm going to keep making universe puns as much as possible here. Somewhere in the universe, it all ended up working out that uh, that we have finally become a little bit more successful with Universal. And because of that, we we are ready to go back full force into Universal. And so I wanted to, wanted to kick it off in a nice way with a, a little live stream here talking about what we've missed since the show has been off the air temporarily and what is, what is to be looked forward to in the future with Universal because there is just so much happening right now. So I don't... I don't know what turned this all around. I don't know if it's everyone's excitement out there for Universal Orlando right now. I don't know if it's me uh, saying on a weekly basis that uh, if unless you book vacations through Dreams Unlimited Travel, we're not able to actually do this show. I'm not quite sure what it was, but uh, someone started booking some vacations. So now we get to have fun talking about Universal Orlando. So that's a great time to, of course, get these plugs off right away. So that way, you know, all the good stuff, like uh, make sure you like the video, make sure that you are subscribed to the channel here, youtube.com slash disunplugged. And if you are thinking about planning an upcoming trip to Universal Orlando, please use Dreams Unlimited Travel as your as your recommended agency for Universal Orlando. So we have lots of great agents like Elaine who can help you plan the best vacation. And uh, you're going to ultimately probably learn something you didn't know about Universal if you use one of our travel agents. Heck, I learned something today that I didn't know (laughs) through Elaine that makes me really regret at least five years of my life, if not a little bit more than that. But I don't know when it became, Hmm. but we'll get all into that. So, uh, yeah, this is this is going to be a really fun episode. We're going to go through. Elaine, do you have any other uh, kind of plugs in terms of using Dreams Unlimited Travel uh, for a uh, Universal Vacation? Um, a big thing that I'm sure that we'll get into is a lot of people have their Disney vacations and they've got all of that set, but they don't know that they can even just buy Universal tickets through us. Even if you don't want to stay there and have a long trip, even if you want to visit for a day or two, you can get your tickets through us and you actually get a added perk that you get into the park an hour early which you don't get if you buy your tickets straight from Universal. So that's a benefit right there. I just learned something today, too, now. (laughs) Oh, trust me, Rhino, we are going to learn a lot today. Wait till we get wait till (laughs) we get to the one. I feel like I feel embarrassed that we've been doing a universal show. Me particularly now for uh, this will be year seven, I think. And the the one thing that Elaine taught me today, like I am I am embarrassed and shocked at myself for not knowing it. And like I said, we'll get there. And I just want to also mention right uh, right at the beginning here, 
This is what's happening today, and I know that we will definitely do an episode on Universal Mardi Gras coming up, uh, but I'm not quite sure when this will go back to a definite weekly format, hopefully sooner than later, but I know that Pete also has some plans with this show as well too so i don't want to uh i I don't want to say that it will be necessarily weekly right away we'll try to keep the content coming because there is a lot happening from universal right now but uh this one this one at the very least is a nice little special fun way to enjoy our friday and Yes, I'm, I'm very excited for it. So why don't we get into the actual Universal news instead of talking about how we're going to talk about Universal over and over again. That, that gets boring after a while. So, uh, first up, we have to, I feel like we have to bring up Jurassic World Velocicoaster because since the months that we haven't been doing this show, this, thing has just been chugging along um it is it feels like it's just one step after the next uh, after after the track was shortly finished then it wasn't long before you saw actual actual vehicles on the track running and then getting an up close look at the actual vehicles themselves mm-hmm. which just look so so amazing mm-hmm. and I mean, it's uh, it's it's almost nerve wracking for Rhino, I'm sure, because this thing's going oh, upside down <laughs> four times, and no, no, uh, no horse collar harness, harness, harness. What's a harness? No <laughs> horse collar harness over top of you. So Rhino's probably just going to straight fall out, and uh, then you know, after vehicles are running that track, then Universal's already putting people on, so that way they can start working on their promotions and. So this thing that's touted is coming summer of 2021. It, it seems like it seems like it could be here tomorrow. But that's what I've been thinking. Is it just they keep saying summer, which, you know, I thought it was going to be a churro stand. I mean, I don't know where this coaster came from, but, you know, <laughs> so they they keep saying summer. But I mean, they've already got people going on it. So, I mean, hopefully maybe soon yeah it's it's got a long i don't want to say a long ways to go because obviously summer isn't even that long away but uh you know it it, there is a lot of testing that the attraction has to go through and while i understand that the build for the Velocicoaster was a lot more simple than Hagrid's and everything that went into Hagrid's. I also don't believe that they want another Hagrid's on their hands where you open it up to nine, ten longer hour waits and then it's not working flawlessly. I mean, it, it took Hagrid's a really long time to to get going and, and working in, in a way that was... Uh, definitely meeting guest satisfaction. So I don't think I don't think Universal wants that on their hands and just as just as a regular, you know, a regular attraction that goes through all the final tests and stuff before it's it's able to run for for day guests. There's there's still a little ways to go, but it's you know, I I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for this thing and you know, it it almost feels like hopefully we get a surprise in late spring. Better than than summer, you know, soft open for a couple months. I used to I used to enjoy Universal's approach on that of basically opening up an attraction a month early for for the technical rehearsals before then launching into the opening. And so I I, I hope that's probably going to be the the path that they ultimately take. But I I just I, I'm so blown away with how fast this attraction has come together, and it looks it looks incredible. If I didn't live in Orlando, I would. I would literally be booking a vacation to come and experience this thing because it looks that good. But it's a shame too, because it's like, I, I was, I just checked when the third Jurassic world movie is coming out and it, it looks like it's been pushed because of the, all the, obviously the pandemic and everything like that, that now it's being released in 2022. But I think originally it was set to, to debut this summer as well. So it would have been, would have been a, interesting to see like a coaster in the movie come out at the same time but it's still like anytime there's any sort of jurassic content i i'm here for it so have you watched that show on netflix the one that's like jurassic camp or something i have not watched it i haven't watched it but i'm all over jurassic park 
I mean, I said the last time that I was, I've been down several times in 2020. And the last time I was there, I think I even posted something on Instagram that said, if I could only go in one ride, it would be Jurassic Park because I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's just that it, it's, it's that great, like, it, it's that, you know, we have the nostalgic part of it with the classic right. Jurassic Park ride. And then we have this. And new, that's what it is like, for me. Cutting edge coaster. Yeah. 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 That's what it is for me. It's all, it's all nostalgic. So. It's it's very exciting, and you know, Rhino, you're you're pretty on the nose. I think that when they maybe put out the summer release, I think that might have been in line with hoping, hoping, hoping that the opening would align right with the movie and and have that synergy together. But now that the movie's pushed back, they're obviously not going to mm-hmm. wait on a roller coaster that is basically ready to go. You know, the sign is up. the The Raptors have been. The Raptors have been uncovered from their protective plastic. Like this thing is, it's moving. It's moving at a good pace. So hopefully it won't be too much longer before we get our, our first rides on the Jurassic World Velocicoaster. But we will, of course, keep you updated on that. And speaking of openings, uh, there is a very big thing that is reopening at Universal Orlando on February 27th, and that is Volcano Bay. You might remember Volcano Bay as that third theme park at Universal or water park that, uh, you know, all depends on how you want to look at it. But it closed back in November uh, as part of a seasonal closure with maintenance being performed and other various tasks and the fact that, you know, Volcano Bay's closed half of the days anyways in the middle of winter when it's far too cold to actually go to a water park. But it will be reopening on February 27th, which is very exciting. I mean, we have uh, just today here in Orlando, it's already 75. It's going to get up to like 79 degrees today. So this would be like it would have been cold in the morning for the water park. But by the end of by the end of the afternoon here, it would have been perfect water park weather and yeah i know a lot of people are excited to get back in and so with that too tickets for volcano bay are now available to start purchasing again and then of course you know annual passes that included and vacation packages will be coming as well too but uh yeah it's very exciting elaine are there a lot of uh a lot of dreams clients that like going to volcano bay or is it not a huge draw Yes. So we were very surprised that it's reopening in February because originally we had been told March when they shut it down seasonally um, last November. So a lot of people had actually taken it off of their package or off of their tickets and had downgraded from three days down to two days. And now it's back earlier than we thought it was going to be. So I'm really excited. I love Volcano Bay. I really love it when I stay at Cabana Bay Resort because you can literally just walk in the back door entrance to Volcano Bay. So I think it is a fantastic place to go, and I definitely recommend it. Is it uh, pretty popular with with dreams? Is it that a lot of people are actually going? Because that's the one thing that I've never been able to quite gauge fully. Like I. It's always busy anytime I'm there, but you just, you always wonder, like, is it just because the park isn't that big in and of itself? But uh, it's always been something I've been interested in. I would say for me personally, about 50% of my clients choose to visit uh, Volcano Bay. So, which is a lot more than in comparison, my Disney clients that visit Disney's water parks. So it's definitely a higher rate of people that visit it because it's just so convenient. It's right there. And if you have three park, park to park tickets, you could spend the morning in a park, go back to your hotel and then head out and spend the afternoon in Volcano Bay. I mean, it's, and then go to city walk for dinner. I mean, I love it. It's, it's convenient and it's awesome. I, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you 100% on it. So very exciting. Volcano Bay coming back February 27th. So get excited for it. Uh, now we're going to kind of go back in time to one of the uh, one of the things that we missed in all of our uh, gap in coverage here with Universal Orlando. And that's the fact that after 
a pandemic happened and months and months of waiting that Dockside and in suites at Universal's Endless Summer finally actually opened up back in December. And right now it is the only true value hotel that actually is open at Universal Orlando. Uh, they do not have Universal's Endless Summer Surfside Inn and Suites opened up. So your only choice with that is Dockside Inn. And then from there, you have to start looking looking up towards Cabana Bay Beach Resort. And then after that, you're going for the deluxe properties, Hard Rock Hotel, Portofino Bay. That also reopened in the time that we've been missing, as well as... Uh, as well as Royal Pacific. And those are your hotels that you can currently stay at at Universal Orlando. So I has I still haven't gotten over to Dockside Inn and Suites yet. It's one of those things that I really wanted to go. But at the same time, too, when we're not covering Universal, I do not have enough time and or money to necessarily go and just have a fun vacation there. So I still haven't been yet. Elaine, I don't think you've been back in florida since it reopened so no and i haven't been over there i haven't seen dockside and surfside i mean they're they're essentially the same thing it's just what theming do you want in your room um but they really are a really great choice if you need more space and you want to get one of those suites and they're really good priced i mean they are some of the prices on these are amazing so you know but yeah, we don't know as far as like Aventura or Sapphire Falls. We don't know. We don't have reopening dates for those yet either. So, yeah, I feel like it's Rhino's fault potentially that that Dockside took so long to open because he was one of the the last people <laughs> yep. inside of it before it then completely yep. shut down. So Rhino, it's been it's been like. 10 months since you actually stepped foot in there. So can you just share what your uh, feelings were from your tour that you got on it that got of it that one day? Yeah. If any, and if anybody is curious what it does look and feel like in there, there is a, I I did do an overview video of the things that I saw on that day. So you can see the pool, the rooms, the lobby and all that, that sort of stuff. That's on the Diz YouTube channel, youtube.com slash WW info. But, um, I it's like what Elaine said is essentially the two hotels are the same exact setup. It's just the theming is slightly different. Um, and uh, I so like one, you're literally on the beach like it is the beach. And the other one is the dock. And for me, I think I actually prefer the dock. I not having stayed there, just walking around is that I think the aesthetic of of dockside calls to me a little more than the beach. I don't know. So. Um, but the rooms, it's like what Elaine said, the room, the rooms were very spacious, um, cause they showed us the suites and, um, the standard rooms and, um, yeah, it, it I don't know. They're right next to each other. They're literally like right across I, from each other, but you know, I'm looking I, forward. I what? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say my journey in there was only for about 20 minutes, so I don't have Damn. too much to say about it. I haven't tried any food or anything like that, but I will say they, it looked like the food court had some cool and interesting options. And hopefully that kind of, uh, the execution of that goes a little bit better than the experience we had at Surfside Inn. But who, I don't know what that, I'm assuming they got that all worked out later down the road, but. Oh, I, I don't know about that, but I'm looking forward to <laughs> potentially starting a, uh, a bubble with you. So that way we can go to, to Dockside together one day and, and, you know. Make sure that we have some late night pizza laying on the bed. Oh, it was. Yes, it was very. That was dreamy. (laughs) It was. It was really nice. So one day, one day we'll get back to that, but not until we 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 have our little bubble together. But uh, okay, we're going to move away from Dockside Inn and Suites. And uh, with those were all the things that are coming or opening and or opened in this case. And now we're going to focus on uh, two beloved uh, staples of Universal Orlando that are now unfortunately gone forever. And the first one that we will get to is the long running popular show Blue Man Group. And this was announced on uh, social media. Blue Man Group released a post that said thank you to the 
Blue Man Orlando cast, crew, and staff for more than 6,000 shows and to the millions of fans who shared in our incredible 14-year run because they are no longer hosting their show there. And I, I don't want to sound like negative or mean or anything on it, but this one has just felt like a long time coming. I know that there's always been rumors about Blue Man Group being evicted from this theater space so that way they can bring in a musical or some other show and none of that has ever really come to pass but now who knows who knows what will take place in that that actual theater so i i as much as i mean towards blue man group the more i did think about it and was talking with friends about it it's one of those shows that actually did have a good purpose in Universal and fit in well there because uh, it's it, one of those things that it filled that demographic for being good for kids who like lots of flashing and loud noises and high energy fun. But then also because of the, the, the way the show is set up, it's one of those shows that anyone from any background could walk in and I don't want to say necessarily understand what was happening because I saw it and I didn't understand what was happening, but uh, I don't like anyone can get it. You don't have to necessarily speak English. It doesn't need to be your first language. I think you could literally not speak a word of English and still find some way to enjoy what's happening in Blue Man Group. And so that that helps sell tickets that it's it's kind of universal for everyone. But yeah, it's uh, it's no longer no longer a part of the universal family and i know rhino you've never seen the show so that's no i missed it yeah How's i that? missed the fad i i saw stomp when i was a kid in high school and it was like stomp and blue man group i feel like kind of came to fame around that same that same era of like that kind of uh uh experimental type of theater experience or something if yeah. you want to call it that um and so, yeah, I, I always said, like, one of the days I'll go. I guess I missed that shot. Do do what you want to do. Don't wait for anything anymore. We've learned that. <laughs> well, what you said, Craig, is that it gives a really good option. Because if you're traveling with just adults and you're at Universal, after the parks close, then you have options at CityWalk and some of the, the restaurants and the bars and clubs and that kind of thing there. But if you have a family, then it gives you something to do in the evening. And I mean, if you have a whole song about butts, there you go. What's not to love, right? I is there a Bob's Burgers musical or something? <laughs> what what it just, do the <laughs> Blue Man Group sing about butts? They have a whole song about butts and all the different names oh. you can call your butt. Wow! I wish I had seen this show. I, I am. I don't believe you one bit when you say that. I feel like you might be lying about that. <laughs> well, Me? no, I, we can't tell now. Rhino, no, it's uh, no. Oh, you didn't believe it's... my enthusiasm about butts? Yes. Oh. You clearly haven't been listening to my After Dark podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, unfortunately, hold on to your butts. The Samuel L. Jackson podcast. Well, you're not gonna get your uh, you're not gonna get your butt action from Blue Man Group now, so you're gonna have to look for another place to to get that. But can we work in a uh, Tobias Funke joke here somewhere about joining yeah, the Blue Man Group? But I I, <laughs> I know it's questionable. <laughs> I feel like I blew that opportunity. So. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, it's, uh, you know, now if you're a family, your options for after the park closes, you can go see a movie, you can sit in your room quiet together, or you can mini golf. mini golf. Yeah, I know. But mini golf, it's like mini golf is one of those activities where it is fun, but it feels like it's over before it just got started. Yeah. Well, and over at Cabana Bay, I have a lot of families that I say go to Cabana Bay because... Once the park's closed, you've got the options of they have multiple pools, they have the lazy river, they have a bowling alley there. So it's a great place for yeah. families. That's that's a good point. Another good point that you made. That's why you're here today. So uh, <laughs> out, so Blue Main Group outside of the park, gone. Let's look at what's gone inside the park. Uh, this was just this week that Universal Orlando's Twitter officially confirmed that 
a day in the park with Barney is oh, also now closed no. forever. And yeah, that, Rhino, that's right. No more adventures Mr. with Mr. Peekaboo. Peekaboo. He's gone. Out on the streets. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he maybe they left him the house. Uh, yeah, I we I think we talked about that around Halloween time where that would be the scariest maze that they could ever make at all was just walking through Mr. Peekaboo's house and and being in that area and Mr. Peekaboo's just sitting there. Just opens the door. Just walks out and goes back in and closes the door. <laughs> So this is uh, not surprising news. Uh, of course, Kid Zone has always been wrapped up in rumors for the longest time. Uh, you know, going going back, the last biggest one was when before Epic Universe had really come to fruition and became real. The entire Kid Zone area was one of the first spots that they were looking at putting Nintendo inside Universal Studios Florida, and and that obviously didn't happen, but kind of still put a question mark on this entire area. A day in the park with Barney, Curious George goes to town, Woody Woodpecker's uh, Nuthouse Coaster, like all of that just was kind of up in the air of will this... Will this be around for for a long time? And while a curious, uh, while Curious George is still there, and Fievel, I forgot Fievel's Playland is part of it, and Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster, we're all they're all there. But a day in the park with Barney is is now gone, and it's uh, I'm I'm not sad about it, but I'm also admittedly a thirty year old man who has no kids right now so this is the furthest thing from uh being uh in my my wheelhouse and it is not aimed at my demographics at all but i've been paying attention to a lot of people's thoughts on it as uh as the the news was really rapidly spreading and i i again just because i'm not in that demographic or have that perspective a lot of people were saying that it was very sensory friendly for for a lot of kids, especially kids who who don't like a lot of high energy, flashing, uh, you know, loud environments that A Day in the Park with Barney was kind of a, a very easygoing experience that was very friendly to to everyone out there. So uh, it would it would be interesting to see if they have an idea down the road to replace it. Or is this is this the start of them really trying to not cater to that? that demographic at all anymore and say, Hey, we'll give you a couple playgrounds and that's going to be it. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the big thing that, that, that I was like, when they took it away, I was like, well, there goes kind of the thing for like the little, little kids, but also, I mean, I, I like Barney just fine. I, 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 like you said, it's not for me, but I'm kind of, I'm interested to see, does Barney disappear from the park completely and entirely, or will he still come out for like social distance? Uh, meet and greets like he was he was doing for around Halloween I feel like we saw him there Uh, like because I feel like purple dinosaur merchandise still sells what must sell well enough I don't know I mean Barney's a staple of like child programming I don't know seems seems weird I don't know if they're just letting go of it if it even belongs to Universal or not I, I don't believe it actually belongs to Universal it was just another licensed character of that makes sense. Then. Universal, but uh, Elaine, did you ever take your kids to Barney way back when they were younger? Because I know your kids are way out of that age range now. Yeah, no, I didn't because I actually waited a long time to take my kids to Universal because I wanted them to be older so that there was a lot more for them to enjoy. That is the issue with Universal is there just isn't a lot of things for young kids to do there. You have a few sections and a few attractions that they can enjoy. But other than that, it's really made for adults and older kids. So I personally chose to wait before I started taking my kids there because I wanted them to be able to enjoy the whole vacation. It's either way. It's sad. We will miss Mr. Peekaboo for (laughs) as long as time moves on. Or something gone, like that. but not forgotten. And I was just surprised. I was watching something the other day, and the name Aloysius popped up, and I was like, "Oh, you mean like Aloysius Peekaboo?" 
and realized I'd never heard anyone before with the name Aloysius, but it's all just it sounded made now. up. It, it it still can, sounds made up. It, does it sounds sound like made. something a genie would be named. Yeah, but it, granted, all names were made up sometime. So yeah, yeah. What's, I mean, what's Craig? What's Ryan? It sounds like a rock. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> That's what I was about to say, Craig. I think it's Irish for like rock. I think all names usually <laughs> go back to like rock. One day, <laughs> Elaine yeah. originally uh, came from rock. Rock. <laughs> Elaine means light. Thank you very much. I am a shining light. Rock. Rock. Light as a rock. Light as yeah. a rock. <laughs> we figured it out there. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Uh, that is it for what has now closed at Universal in this catching up uh, event here. And so now, before we get to the final thing we're going to talk about, we're actually going to take a trip to Universal Studios Japan and just briefly, mm. briefly mention the, uh, the big, the big opening over at Universal Japan, Universal Studios Japan, of course, which is, uh, their Super Nintendo world. It is now officially open. And has anyone else besides me been actually paying attention to what it's it's like watching the videos of the attractions and, and getting a feel for the yes. park? You have been? Yeah. What? Well, not not like everything, but I did watch that ride through, like the walkthrough of the castle with the ride through. And I, I've been looking at like photos and stuff like that of the of like... um the other one, the Yoshi's, Yoshi's, the Yoshi's one. Yeah. What's your, what is your take on it from everything that's coming out of there? I, I think, I still think like, even with the videos and everything that the, the lands production, like the architecture and uh, like the creation of it is still incredible to me. Like I, it's crazy how they've nailed the aesthetic of literally what it's like to look at this video game and be in the video game. Um, I was surprised about, so if you don't want to know anything about the attraction, I'm going to start talking about it right now. So maybe don't listen if you, you think you're going to write it at any point in universal Japan or something, but let's, um, let's keep it to a bare minimum of this because I know eventually we're going to do a more in-depth episode about it, but just keep that in mind. uh, Just in general, I'll say that, um, I mean, hearing that it was a slow moving dark ride. I was I was like, oh, I, di- I didn't expect that. But at the same time, when I watched the ride through of it, I was like, I I think the scenery of what they created, I was like, I would be upset if I had rushed through this. So I I think it I think it looks cool. And I would I'm still just as excited for this land to so hopefully one day experience it um, as I was hoping to before, because I, I still think it looks great. And. Um, I've wanted to go to Japan. That was going to be like my big goal for like 2020. So I, I still really want to go out there and be able to to visit Universal and and see this place. Yeah, you definitely can't judge any attraction based on watching the ride throughs online. It's a great way to get an idea of what they're going to be like and and prepare yourself so that way you know where to look and how to experience it. But take flight of passage at animal kingdom as a good example of this. If you're watching a ride through a flight of passage, there is no way it's going to sell that experience. It's just watching a movie. That's all it is. But then once you're in that environment, once you, you have the 3d glasses on and you're feeling the movements, you, you feel the, the, the wind, you, you smell the smells. Once you, once you get all of that together, then all of a sudden it becomes, it becomes a state of the art experience. So you, you can never just base anything on watching the ride throughs. It's not. And I, I say that as a person who does this for a living, trying to capture the best takes on ride throughs of all these attractions. Just sometimes you are never going to be able to match it. And with with Mario Kart being an augmented reality ride like that's yeah. even more difficult. That adds extra layers to it. I. I watched the I, I started with the teaser. I haven't watched the full video because I deep oh, down I'm like, yeah. I don't want it spoiled for me, but watching that I last thirty through. seconds. Uh, that oh, I didn't they, watch the end. 
Okay, and see that's that was the first part that leaked. It was like the last thirty seconds of the ride, and oh. I watched all of that, and I was like, it, it had no sets or scenery in that part. The ending was pretty much all screen oh. until you move out of the end. And just watching the video of it, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I like, I instantly went and put on Mario Kart and started playing it. I was like, I, I need, I need to be all in this. And oh, cool. Yeah, and in the Yoshi ride, I think it looks pretty cute as well too. It definitely family it's for kids. Friendly. It's for little kids. Yeah, yeah. I, well, and that's the that's the the yeah. I, I was think I was literally watching the ride through, and I was like, how would we even film this? Because the I don't know how the person filmed it, but it was like the glasses over the camera, so it's hard to kind of see both things. And I just wanted to get a feel for what it was like. I didn't watch the entire ride through because I was just like, well, I can't. I'm not getting a good visual of the whole thing. So, um, but it, from what I could tell the, cause I'm most interested in the scenery more than anything else, but yeah, uh, I will say as someone who gets sick pretty often, I am fairly happy. It's not a, it doesn't spin massively or anything like that. At least what I, the little bits I saw, I know it does spin, but not like I'm crazy, but, but it, it just, we're never going to get it here. What? I don't think we're. I think it'll be like twenty thirty five before Nintendo opens in Orlando. I'm, nah, I, I just. I think it's unrealistic <sighs> to think it's coming here anytime in the future. Oh well, it's so part of what we haven't talked about in this, and we're not going to talk about, but we can we can loop it back in. But uh, with with Universal, they finally hit their break even at the last. Um, at the last uh, report that they released their their last earnings report, so they are at break even, which is a good sign. We obviously don't want to see it slip back down and to really go go full on crazy, like build a new theme park. They need to get in a financially better position, but I still expect to see their their model of one new attraction a year in the parks, uh, even even in the midst of where they're at currently. But you're all right. I think I think we're not quite to that point yet where they're ready to to go all out and crazy. But the fact is, over at Hollywood, I don't have a photo for it because, well, I we're not in Hollywood and we don't have a Hollywood correspondent right now. But uh, in Hollywood, I mean, they're still moving along on construction. You can mm-hmm. see their hills and you see the green and it's coming along. And so it, the fact is. They they know that when Hollywood does reopen down the road, they need to get Mario Kart open sooner than later, so that way they can really start driving money back into into that park. But it's going to be on their minds in Orlando as well, too. So uh, it's not. Well, I don't think it's as far out as like saying something like twenty thirty three. I know you're using hyperbole on that, but thirty five. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I like the solid five number. Um, no, but I think I think Hollywood has the benefit of being located literally on top of their movie studio. So you know what I mean. Like I, I feel like you know Orlando is in that that little bit. I feel like they're in the scarier zone, being like this park has to always make money or we're screwed. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. I I'll happily go to California and go on the one out there. I can't I can't wait. Like I, yeah. I'm, definitely make a trip for that one i it's the second i can safely get to tokyo for the first time and get to japan and and hopefully even china in there too and start seeing all these international parks uh i i want the second i can do it safely i actually Mm -hmm. want to do that just looking at super nintendo world it just yeah it it just looks so mind-blowing from everything that's coming out and like a lot of the interactive elements of the land I I'm not super impressed by, so I'll uh, I'll make sure I throw a link into uh, the the description here of of uh, TDR Explorers videos on it because uh, I, I feel like that's a great overview of the entire experience of Super Nintendo World and so the interactive env- uh, interactive environment elements there don't really blow me away but uh, the two attractions i think look very very cool and the dining and merchandise that comes along with it also looks pretty amazing but uh, i'm also that type of person i got super excited about the wand experience when it came to universal uh, with the wizarding world of harry potter and 
I think I've maybe taken my wand in the park like three times because after you do it once, it's just like, it's the same stuff over and over. And I know that it can apply with attractions and everything else, but yeah, it's just uh, those interactive things. And even like over at Disney with, with when we had sorcerers of the magic kingdom and some of the stuff at Epcot, like that stuff gets old to me very quickly, but I know a lot of people love it and it's a staple of every vacation. So I think it's just your mileage may vary in that, that regard. So Elaine, any, any thoughts on this? Have you been paying attention to it? So I have been superficially paying attention to it. I don't seek out, all of the videos and pictures and everything, but I've watched what they've released and I never watch right through videos because I want to be able to experience for myself and I want to be, I don't want to, I don't want any of the surprises. I don't want like, you know, all of the rides that have come out recently. I haven't never watched any of their ride through videos that you make, which are beautiful and I love them, but I won't watch Mm. them until after I've written it. Um, but I, you know, when they announced Epic Universe coming to Orlando, I was like, yes, we're going to get Mario Land. But gosh, it feels like it's going to be forever before it actually gets here. <sighs> it, 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 it will feel like forever, but yeah, I, I mean, there's no, there's no easy way of putting it. It's going to still be yeah. forever for us, but hopefully it's just like, Sorry? What I like about it is that it does look like it is going to be truly immersive. And that's what really gets me is when they create rides, lands, experiences that are truly immersive. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. That's that's the name of the game. Immersion in theme parks. So, uh, like I said, we will go a little bit more in depth in the future on Super Nintendo World and really kind of go over everything that's there and what to expect, especially with with Universal Orlando and Hollywood. But that's not in this episode. This is just a, a catch up again. So before we finish off with our last topic, Elaine has some more uh, updates of stuff that pertains with actually traveling and, and interesting points, like the one thing that I was losing my mind about because I didn't already know. So I'm going to throw it over to Elaine for Elaine's updates. Yes. So if you are planning on traveling to Universal over the next several months, there's some things that you do want to keep in mind. Um, one of them that we got information about the very last week of December was that they are telling us that table service restaurants are requiring advanced reservations. They are 100% discouraging walk-ups for that right now. So you can actually make advanced dining reservations for Universal 180 days in advance still. And you can do that on their website. You can do it by phone. Uh, most of the CityWalk restaurants, you can actually use the Open Table app, which is my preferred way of doing it. And it's really easy to cancel, change them, that kind of thing. So that's something to keep in mind if you're planning on going over there, or even if you were just going to go over to CityWalk and have dinner, is that you want to make sure that you get that reservation in advance. And we thought maybe this was just for the holiday season, uh, but it has continued and I keep asking, is this still in effect? And I keep getting told yes. So I don't know if this is a permanent thing. I don't know how long this is going to last, but something to know for now. Um, also recently military uh, tickets were released. They're doing something completely different this year. Um, they have a new military ticket that is you buy it once. It's about $250 for a three part ticket and it's good for the entire year of 2021. So it's kind of like an annual pass for all of 2021. So if you're eligible for that, that is something that uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel can sell the military tickets and uh, the military discounted rooms. We can put it together as a package for you. Also, which... Hello. <laughs> They were so excited. They were. So, anyways. Mail. Um, t- <laughs> Mail. <laughs> they ordered their tickets. So, 
Another thing, which we talked about at the very beginning of the show, is even if you just need tickets, if you're not planning on package, you can get those through Dreams, and you will get early entry into the parks, which, without even staying on site, which is a awesome benefit. Another thing going on right now is they are doing their buy 12 months annual pass, get three months free. So you have a 15-month annual pass. Yes, Dreams can, again, get this for you, as well as um, annual pass discounted rooms if you already have one. We can also package it all together. But the fun thing with the annual pass is that you can purchase it now. I believe the deal is running through the end of March. You can purchase it now, and that 15 months doesn't start until you activate it. So I have a guest that just purchased this, and he doesn't plan to activate it until June. So that's going to actually cover a whole year plus another summer for him. So it is a really good, a really good deal right now. There's a lot going on. Um, if you already have a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent that you've worked with in the past for Disney um, or for Disney Cruise Line, you can reach out to them and they can help you. Or if not, of course, you're welcome to contact me. Absolutely. I that was the one thing I had never known before. I didn't know that we could book not book, but buy annual passes through Dreams Unlimited Travel. And so all all of these years Why have we not been doing that for five years? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's uh we could have been getting our commission back all of these years on on annual passes. Unless it's been one of those things where it just started like a year or two ago, but uh it's and that's like nerdy stuff that isn't really necessarily helpful for everyone who's sitting here watching it, but for, for us who are in the travel industry, like that would have been really good to know. So it now, now it's good to know too for everyone else out there that, uh, it's, it's a way to, to definitely get your universal fix. If you want an annual pass, uh, you don't have to necessarily say to yourself, Oh, can't use Dreams Unlimited Travel because I want an annual pass as Elaine just pointed it out. Uh, it is, it's an open door for you. You can still you can still support Dreams and us here at the Diz that way. So consider it. And thank you very much for all those updates, Elaine. Yes. Okay. That was that was epic. epic in terms of how long it took you to respond. I didn't know if that was my internet or if it was just you thinking, I don't have to talk anymore. I just talked for like three minutes straight. That's what I thought. I didn't know it was coming back. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. Oh, that's funny. It's fine. You weren't prepared to accept the award. It's fine. It's a, <laughs> it's a, a true, a true winner. Whether it's the the Oscars, the Golden Globes, or the Emmys, you know, they're they're never prepared to truly win and have to speak. So I totally get it. But okay, our last thing before we go here and wrap up this episode, because we said we're going to talk about things that are coming up as well, and that is that tomorrow is officially the start of Universal Mardi Gras. And of course, this is a, a bit different than a normal event happening at Universal Orlando. It's different from normal Universal Mardi Gras with, with the parade and plenty of food and concerts. This is going to be very, very different in, in that regard. It is still going to have tons of food. It is celebrating Carnival celebrations from all around the world featuring cuisine from new orleans puerto rico spain germany very similar to how they did it last year where uh you know even though that event didn't run very long because of of everything that happened with covid but uh really trying to focus on different cultures and and showcase the food uh from other regions besides just new orleans so uh, that is going to be a big staple of Universal Mardi Gras. And then they are still going to have the floats out on display so that way you can see them, which, of course, is is fun. And they still promise beads. Bees? Thank you, Rhino. Uh, they still <laughs> promised beads to uh, be handed out as well, uh, I, I, I guess, at the very least. It says beads in the press release, so I'm going to trust them on beads. Uh, but then also 
They will have entertainment, uh, music in the streets, not big concerts like they've had, just uh, just entertainment as well, too. And it feels like it'll be a way to, to still get in that Mardi Gras spirit. And then today was the start of annual pass uh, looks inside the tribute store and... And uh, I I haven't been in it yet. Obviously, I'm sitting here doing this. But you, yesterday, Universal released video of of inside the tribute store, walking tour of it with no one inside it at all, which is the way I like to look at stuff. So you can always see that video by going to universal.wdwinfo.com or we'll have a link to that in the description of the video as well, too. And you can get a look at what that looks like. And yeah, we will be back sometime next week with a, a recap of our experience, though, at Universal Mardi Gras and showcase some of the food items maybe we pick up if anything looks interesting enough to pick up or at least uh give our our final thoughts on the entire entertainment aspect of this all and uh it's very very uh it's going to be very interesting very exciting and i i'm looking forward to experiencing universal mardi gras so there's supposed to be some kind of scavenger hunt going on too. I don't have the details. I haven't seen it released, but there's some kind of scavenger hunt. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like every event now has to have a scavenger hunt at universal <laughs> from when it went to Halloween to then Christmas. And it only makes sense to have it as well at Mardi Gras. So yeah, I, I'm totally for it. It's, it's a free way to keep people entertained by just being able to, to bounce around the park looking for stuff in gift shops. Maybe they buy something once they get in a gift shop. Who knows? Like it's everyone gets to live their best universal life at Universal Mardi Gras. I think that's the plug. If I got that correctly, gonna assume, gonna assume I did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> we don't know. So I don't think, does anyone else have any more input on Universal Mardi Gras? Anything to say? I know, Elaine, you're probably not going to it, yeah. so you have nothing. But Rhino, are you excited to see it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know this. Anytime there's food, I'm always excited. I'm sad for the, oh, I'm sad for the lack of concerts, obviously, but it's obviously we're not there yet, so. Yeah, I don't think I would want to sit outside and watch a concert with a lot of people right now, especially if it was a big act. So that part's not bumming me out too much. But OK, uh, we clearly have nothing else to say about it until we actually experience it. So stay tuned for that. Mardi Gras is running uh, tomorrow or whoever. I don't know when you're watching this, so I shouldn't just assume that. But February 6th through March 28th, Sunday, March 28th. So I think that is it for this episode. Does anyone else have anything to add that we might have missed? No? No. I don't okay. think so. Okay. Well, then we are going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Of course, remember, once again, please hit that thumbs up on this video. Please make sure you're subscribed to Diz Unplugged on YouTube. And if you need help booking a trip to Universal Orlando, please consider using Dreams Unlimited Travel. And you can, of course, get in touch with one of the great agents like Elaine or Elaine herself at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com so thank you so much for taking the time to watch us or listen we truly appreciate it we hope you enjoyed how awkward it was the entire time very very awkward as if we've been a little bit rusty with this considering we haven't had to talk about universal on a show in four months so uh we'll we'll have to get our we'll have to get our sea legs back under us here so that way it's a lot less awkward the whole time but okay thanks for watching everyone truly hope you appreciated it we'll see you real soon with another universal edition episode take care bye bye